The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. Back to the EP podcast on a celebratory week as all of my children are going back to school. Get out of my house to go learn something for crying out loud. Celebrate with us with 30 minutes of good. That is the EP podcast from my nine foot homemade oak bar. Pull up a stool and join us. It's all brought to you by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. They're dedicated to supporting this area with great banking tools and friendly service. They're also a true community bank that provides this neighborhood with customized financial solutions like total access checking. That's an account with free ATMs nationwide. That means you can go to any ATM, whatever fee they charge you, the bank the next day puts the money back in and pays your fees. That's what makes them all free. Plus, when you open up a total access checking account today, you get a $300 bonus. Open online at bankevergreenpark.com slash total access slash EP. $100 required to open requirements to qualify. Must use link to apply member FDIC. And sitting down here at the nine foot homemade oak bar, uh, it's his second time here this year. I- I'm-, I'm excited to hear back from him. Z Jeffries is a local Evergreen Park author who writes books for kids. I, I think you said around sixth grade range, or like, or at least that's about the age they would start on this and then you would go older. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm so happy to be here again. Uh, yeah, I, I, I write for uh, uh, middle grade is what it's called, even though that that goes down as young as fifth grade and as, as high as ninth grade. Uh, my previous series was was upper middle grade, so the cutoff there was sixth grade. But this new one, what I'm here to talk to you about today, Pro Wrestling Saves Earth, uh, that is more of a traditional middle grade. So that's uh, kids as young as uh, down in fifth, fourth and fifth grade. If they're advanced readers, that might be something that interests them. And uh, uh, all the way, all the way up to the thirteen-year-olds. The thing that I love about this podcast is I every once in a while get the perks that I used to get when I was on the radio. Like somebody gives me a free CD or a free concert tickets or a book, and I always like it because when you go through my CD collection and my book collection, the amount of things that have this written on them that they're not for resale because this is like. This is your edition that you're walking around with because that's how fresh and new this is, right? Like, is this, this isn't even the final, the final edition, is it? Or what is this? It's that, that's not, that's, uh, that was the proof for me to approve. Uh, I actually tweaked it a little bit, uh, on the art on the outside, but that's the freshest copy that I wanted to get it to you as soon as I could. Uh, for everyone else, it's going to come out on, uh, September 1st. Either order it online wherever you like to buy books, or you can stop by Bookies. Bookies uh, is going to be able to order it, get that in for you, and we'll try to get some uh, some signed copies on on the shelves over at Bookies. So I remember you mentioning this book. I'm looking at the the summation on the on the back cover. Uh, the Earth is swept into an intergalactic empire, and now somehow, some way, these kids have to try to save the world and. It's a it's a story about brothers, if I remember you telling me earlier that that's what this is. It's going to be a couple of brothers. You were working on the book at the time, the last time we talked, and you also gave me a pin that says Little Brothers Rule. So I would imagine the little brother is the big hero of this story. Tell me a little bit about it without giving too much away about the book. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I am a little brother myself. I have love for little brothers, for youngest siblings out there. 
uh, especially uh, in, in our community, you see these big families with the, with the little one ru running behind trying to keep up. And, and I just have so much love uh, uh, for, the, for the younger kids in there keeping up with everyone else. And I think one thing that you have to find out when you're a little brother, when you're a youngest sibling, is where do you fit in? A lot of times you define yourself uh, according to your older brothers, according to your older siblings. And in this story, this is about a youngest brother, Chip, uh, youngest of four brothers, and he is the one, out of all of his brothers, he is the one that is chosen, that is picked, that is sucked up into space by the aliens, and he has to step out and be himself, and, and to be honest, he really doesn't know what that means outside of the context of his family and his brothers. Is he wrestling? Break this down just a little bit for me. Absolutely. So, this kid is not a, a, a fighter, a warrior, any sort of great combatant, but he is a pro wrestling fan. He is a huge pro wrestling fan to the point that he might get in trouble a little bit uh, with his mom for uh, uh, roughhousing a little with his brothers. And when he is taken from Earth up into space and he is expected to fight on behalf of Earth, all he has is his love of pro wrestling. All he has is his knowledge of how to hype the crowd up, how to do a big, giant move to get everyone involved, and hopefully how to win uh, the universe over onto Earth's side in this big intergalactic tournament for planetary survival. So when you're doing a book like this, some of this has to come, the idea and some of the things that you're writing about from life experience, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. uh, you weren't sucked up into a spaceship, so some of this is your imagination. Are there also elements that you have to research? Like, were you a wrestling fan? Did you go back and, like, look at certain wrestlers to kind of come up with things and elements that you could kind of work into this book? Absolutely. I'm a huge wrestling fan. I have been for... What's your uh, favorite era? WWE? Attitude era? I have to say, uh, when I came uh, to the point where I could afford tickets and merchandise, and for the long time, my, my annual vacation with me and my group of friends was going to WrestleMania, and that was our big treat for ourselves. So I kind of, I, I, I have love for the nostalgia when I was really little, when I was really rooting for uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. He was my guy Ooh, growing yeah, up. Yeah, The cream rises big, to the top, I'm a big Macho Man fan. Oh, yeah, he was, he was absolutely amazing. <laughs> uh, and then when I got older, I had, I had other favorites. I loved listening to The Rock talk smack to people. That's, that's one of the best smack talkers there is. He, Maybe of all time. He was glorious. I mean, I thought CM Punk, as he came along... Uh, was a very good smack talker. That's a Chicago mm -hmm. guy right there. And uh, But, you know, Stone Cold wasn't a smack talker. He was a guy who would just kind of walk in and crack a beer and drop a few phrases. The guys that could really work the microphone, Chris Jericho was really good on the microphone. There are certain guys that are great at that. And it sounds like you mentioned one of the elements that this little kid is going to have to use is hyping the crowd and talking, huh? Absolutely. And I love the four that you mentioned are... Uh, absolutely referenced in this book. Of course, all legally above board, maybe some names have been changed and things like that. But references to 
uh, the great uh, wrestlers that could hype up the crowd, the Chris Jericho's, the, who was the Ayatollah of rock and roll. The Ayatollah of rock and roll, man. CM Punk, the voice, uh, the voice of the voiceless. Best in the world. Oh man, uh, the man, the the live the live matches I've seen from that guy, absolutely oh, yeah. amazing. Oh yeah, and if you smell what the Rock is cooking, with the millions and millions of Rock's fans chanting his name. And these are these are the the same people that this kid. Uh, looks up to in in his world and it was an absolute blast to revisit so many of those storylines i mean is there a a better storyline in in wrestling than stone cold versus his boss no you know? i mean it's one of those things that they keep trying to recreate mm-hmm. they they tried it and we're going to we're going to wrestling geek out here folks but they tried it again i want to say right around wrestlemania 30 they mm-hmm. tried to use the idea that there was an authority, it was Vince McMahon's daughter and Triple H, her husband, who clearly worked for the company, and Daniel Bryan wasn't good enough to even be in the main event. And when he got in the main event, they did everything they could to beat him. And it was, I am not an every Monday night sit down and watch wrestling fan, but there are certain storylines that pull me in the wrestling. They're so good that you read about them and they suck you in and you start watching for like a couple of weeks until you get to the end, like a big event. That was one that drew me back in the wrestling. And that's always a great storyline. You against the boss, you against the immovable force that has all the advantages can change the rules whenever. And that wrestler has no chance whatsoever. And in the end they overcome. And it's one of those stories that everyone can relate to uh, kids uh, in middle grade. They, they have the, the, the teacher who is the authority, who is the absolute buck stops here that, that you can't get one over on. You grow up and you find out sometimes it's a boss like that. It's someone who their word is now reality. They put their foot down and that stays. And in this case, an intergalactic empire is going to have an intergalactic emperor. And they actually, within the book, they talk about Stone Cold versus the chairman. Of course, names change for legal reasons. Uh, but but how, how close are they to? Is it like, you know. So Stone Cold, Stone Cold <laughs> is the only one that I, I come very close. Stone Cold Steve Austin is uh, Rock Solid Ray. Oh, okay. Rock Solid Ray is. <laughs> is the rock like the mountain? Like, I mean, I like, <laughs> is that no, what you're no going one is, No one else is that close. Okay, also, okay. I, I definitely don't want to get sued by the rock. That's that's one guy who's who has lawyers better than me. You know me. what? He might read the book and make a movie out of it, too. I, so you don't want to make it. him too upset. Rocky, if you're listening, I have the perfect part for you. And if I don't, I'll rewrite it. So right. it is the perfect we'll part. In there, clinging and banging. But yeah, it's such a it's such a great uh, storyline that, that that we know about, and uh, I use that within the context of something like a like a Star Wars. Like there's an there's an evil emperor that that is is running everything in Star Wars, and the rebellion is working up to it. Now this just happens to be a reality where there's an interplanetary uh, and intergalactic fighting tournament for for these planets to survive, and this kid Chip. And his knowledge of pro wrestling, he's going to try to get people on his side in this empire. He's going to try to show the people of this empire, hey, it's the little guy against the big guy. And we know which side all of you are going to be on. We're sitting here with Z Jeffries. We're talking about being an author, a brand new book. I got a few more questions for him. But if Z gets hungry today or anytime this week, or you do, the absolute best and authentic Mexican-American food you can find just outside of Evergreen Park at Americano's Restaurant, 111th and Western. Incredible empanadas, an amazing array of tacos, and full meals 
I mean, everything from the skirt steak to the enchilada dinner to the tortas, it's all top notch. I'm a fan of the brisket or pork belly tacos. If you like just steak or fish or shrimp or pork or chicken, you name it, they make it and it's all really good. Big, beautiful bar, extensive selection of tequilas, whiskeys, beers, and wines. And also, the Cadillac Margarita is a must-try, all-premium and fresh-squeezed ingredients. Get in there for lunch, date night, bring the whole family like I do, and check out everything they have to offer, including catering options at Americanosrestaurant.com. Visit them today at 11060 Southwestern Avenue. Everything in media comes from something else. I learned that in radio. My styles when I was talking came from other people. I chose how I did interviews from David Letterman. Mm -hmm. I loved how he handled an interview. And I also enjoyed when he would do little segments and he would have these certain little benchmarks that he he would do. That was something that I pulled from. My way of just, I don't know, getting outside of myself and almost like creating a theater of the mind. I used to pull from a guy like Mancow Muller. A lot of people thought he was kind of a jerk, but I met him face to face and he was a nice guy behind the scenes. And he taught me a few things about radio in just a 20 minute conversation that we had one time. You know, you pull things from different people. Sometimes you come up with an idea and you're like, wait a minute, that was something I saw before. You tweak it your own way. But it's hard to come up with something that's completely original. So every once in a while, when you're writing something, you come up with something. Do you later sit there and say, oh, my goodness, I just did the Battle of Endor by mistake? <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to fool myself into thinking I'm that much of an original thinker. And like you said, we all know that uh, that everything has a source. And, and uh, these stories have often been told before. These conflicts have been told before. So I'm not thinking that I'm completely coming up with something absolutely original but I will finish a story and be thinking about, oh, how does this uh, infrastructure work? How does the structure of the story going? What's not working? And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, it's Cinderella. I'm telling the story of Cinderella. It right. just happens to be about pro wrestling and going to fight aliens. It all goes back to a Shakespeare play. Right? Absolutely. Like, in, absolutely. The end, in the end, it's all Shakespeare plays, mm-hmm. right? And Something like that. You got to go back to those. You got to learn from them, denying them and saying, no, 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 that's not true. What I did is completely original. That's a really tough road to hoe. And uh, I think that way madness lies. So I'd rather embrace it. I'd rather go back and read all the Cinderella retellings and, and read about the structure of Cinderella and, and really lean into it and use that and, and max it out to its fullest. Pro Wrestling Saves Earth, when when is this out? When is this available for people to get? September 1st. September okay. 1st, we're, I'm going to be celebrating. I'm going to be at Worldcon. Now, the World Science Fiction Convention is in a different place on the planet every single year. Dublin right. last year, I think Helsinki the year before. This year, I just lucked out. It's in Chicago, September 1st through 5th. It's going to be at the Hilton. It came to you. It came to me. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that's that saves when, on travel cost for an author. huh? Oh, man, man, <laughs> does it. So that's going to be release day. Uh, like I said, wherever you like to buy books, especially if it's a local uh, bookstore owner, you can order it through them. Uh, you can order it from your online retailer. Maybe if you want to stop by the library and suggest that they start carrying it, you can do that as well. But this is going to be available anywhere that fine books are sold starting September 1st. Z. Jeffries uh, wrote several books before he wrote this one. You can check out all of his works. Uh, He's in multiple bookstores around town, and uh, he's very easy to find online. Pro Wrestling Saves Earth comes out here in September, 
And uh, I, I find myself very fortunate that you found the EP podcast, reached out to me and said, I write these books and I'm, I'm right here in Evergreen Park. I think it's very cool to meet people from this area, whether it be Evergreen Park or the South Side, uh, that that do these very interesting things. I, I think it's something that if you're not paying attention, you miss out on because we just imagine, well, that doesn't happen here in my neighborhood. There's not somebody who does that around here. And there is. And I think it's really great whenever you stop by and you share what you're working on with us. That's super great, Chris. I really appreciate that. We have a wonderful uh, village here. It's a great community. And yeah, everyone, their their secret little lives going on in all of these uh, different houses. Some of these houses, they have a whole recording studio in the basement <laughs> on a nine-foot oak bar. You would never even know it. So you would weird. never even know it. You should have seen the look on everybody's face after I lived here for over a decade when I said, oh, yeah, I used to be on the radio and I'm starting a podcast. They all thought I was nuts. Honestly, I don't understand how anyone could talk to you for five minutes and not say, <laughs> of course, we need to put a microphone in that face Terrible. and capture all this lightning in a bottle right now. Terrible idea. Pro Wrestling Saves Earth. Z Jeffries, thanks so much, my friend. Thank you, Chris. It is now time for your EP podcast, Word on the Street, brought to you by Sig Sauce. Sid Sauce is hot sauce. There's many different kinds of Sid Sauce. The peppers are grown here locally. The sauces are made here in small batches. And then they're delivered to your house for free in Evergreen Park and a five-mile radius. It's the only place I get my hot sauces. They have something for any type of food. Check them out online, SidSauce.net. It is time to renew your 2022-2023 Evergreen Park vehicle stickers. You can renew those online, by mail, or in person at Village Hall. New sticker has to be displayed by September the 15th. Meanwhile, there is a community blood drive taking place on August the 27th, 9 a.m. until 1.30 p.m. at 9547 South Homan. Appointments are required along with a photo ID. If you want more information, give a call to 800-280-4102. The Evergreen Park Recreation Department is hiring. You always hear these folks on the EP podcast. Now you can do what they do. They're looking for an assistant for children's sport classes, ice skating instructor, substitute preschool teacher, and much, much more. Check out all of the openings in Evergreen Park at evergreenpark-ill.com slash jobs. The 10th annual Most Holy Redeemer Men's Club Barbecue Bash is happening on Saturday, September the 10th. I'll be out there. I'll be cooking. Come eat my ribs. It's an all-you-can-eat barbecue rib fest while supplies last. The musical guest of the night, then again, $20 online tickets, $25 at the gate, BYOB event, 21 and older, one of the bigger events of the year in Evergreen Park. Get more information, get your bracelets, find out more, mhrmensclub.com. And you heard our friend Glenn Panuski from The Village talk about this. He loves putting together these cool little meetups. If you're into typewriters, if you're into record collections and record players, they're doing a retro meetup, type in and tune in this Saturday, the 27th of August from 1 to 4 p.m., it's at the Evergreen Park Community Center, 3450 West 97th Street. They're going to have a movie matinee during this. 
and light refreshments available. All ages are welcome. For more information, give them a call at 708-422-8776. That's your word on the street. If you've got something for us, reach out, type a message, leave a voicemail at the eppodcast.com. One other thing here as we wind down the word on the street, I noticed something. And uh, I'm going to try to get to the bottom of it. I'm trying to figure this out. I, I think I understand what's happening. If you're driving down 99th Street, especially over the weekend, I noticed this. They finally moved one of those uh, mobile speed machines that tells you how fast you're going as you head down the street. You'll actually see it approaching Southwest School, going east to west down 99th Street right before you get to Central Park. What's weird about it is it's got a speed limit sign of 20 on the machine, even though the speed limit on 99th Street is 25. Now, I'm cool with lowering the speed. I live on 99th. I say speed bumps all down the thing. I'm a jerk like that. I think what they're trying to do is remind people when school is in session, it drops to 20 miles an hour. Otherwise, there's a weird block where it goes from 25 to 20 and goes back to 25 again. Either way, I think the main purpose is to remind all of us the kids are back in school. We've had the mayor on here talking about it. We've had other village officials talk about it. I talk about it a lot. There are signs that are out in front of people's houses. Slow down. They're all going back now. They're crossing the street. They're excited. And wherever you're going, there is no reason for you to be blowing stop signs and driving too fast through this town. Please be aware of the kids because they're out again, going to school, coming back from school in droves. It's not like they weren't out all summer long. But now it's like masses of them moving down the street back and forth to school. So this is my friendly reminder to uh, watch out and then also watch out for that weird sign. I also want to remind you about Hyatt Home Medical Equipment. If you or a loved one in the home having a problem moving around, let's say uh, you're a fall risk in the bathroom, they have things that they can set up in there that will help you. Uh, They can retrofit the bathtub. They can put a ramp into the house. They can put a chairlift from the first to second floor. They also do medical equipment like CPAP machines and diabetes control, oxygen tanks. Those are always a difficult thing to lug in and out of the house. Get an extra one. Keep a spare. They're going to work with the insurance. They're going to help you set it all up. And they're going to give you a discount if you mention the EP podcast. And isn't it great when you're dealing with stuff like that? I'm talking medical equipment that you can actually go into this showroom and you can talk to a person. They're there if you have any questions. They even have testing rooms for some of their devices. Check out everything Hyatt Home Medical Equipment has to offer at hhme.com or stop in and say hi to them. There's so much in there. I guarantee you there's something in there that will help you. 3518 West 95th Street, right here in Evergreen Park. Now, let's have a beer. A pitcher of beer, a pitcher of beer. Well, I needed a nice cold one, and uh, sometimes he comes over to my bar, sometimes I come to his bar. When I come to his bar, I get a Delirio, uh, or one of the other great ones that you have here. All the beers that you're making lately are such a high-quality John Brand over here at Open Outcry at 109th and Western. And uh, when I come in here, I'm just so impressed by the way things are going lately when it comes to the quality of beer. Thanks, Chris. How you doing? Nice to see you. Good to see you, too. Why don't we get into something that's a little bit fun here? I hear you got a trophy for the Evergreen Park 4th of July Parade. How do you get a 
First of all, they hand out trophies at parades? We did. Well, I didn't know that, but we did get a trophy. <laughs> um, we got a phone call. We got a phone call from uh, the officials over in Evergreen Park and said, please join us for our trophy ceremony on this past Monday. And our response was, what do we get a trophy for? <laughs> and uh, they said we won, a, we won a very special award for being a participant in the 4th of July parade, which, by the way, was a great parade. It was a good parade, but I just think it's kind of funny. Like, you're just driving in the truck. First of all, you had a premier spot. I laughed at how well you did. You were up towards the front, open outcry truck. Uh, you had a band in the back. Uh, you're rolling along. You're smiling. You're waving to people. You get a, you got a, you got a trophy for that. You got a trophy for getting in your car and driving down the street. Yes, it was, uh, yeah, unexpected. But yeah. it, uh, we had a lot of fun. I don't. Uh, so Lindsay wouldn't pick the trophy up on Monday. I don't know what we won the trophy for. I don't know what category we won it for. Uh, but yeah, we got a trophy, and it's a big trophy. It's like a 12-inch trophy. Wow, that's a big trophy. A big trophy. Yeah, 12 inches is a good size. <laughs> Let's talk about Delirio. Let's talk about this beer. I like this beer that you have. It's one of your new ones. Eric Padilla has uh, come up with a, a really good lineup. It's, it's very solid. Um, it, it does really well over here. And uh, I, it, it, this is one of them when I come walking in, I'm, I'm, I'm going for, if not in the first uh, try, the second try. Yeah, it's been our best-selling beer all summer. Uh, Delirio is a double dry hopped hazy IPA. Uses citron mosaic hops. Those citron mosaic hops... Uh, they bring massive tropical pineapple hop notes in the nose, and you pick up some of that that citrus that citrus flavor in the in this in the sip too. Uh, but the but the but the, the nose and the in the bouquet and the smell coming off that thing really makes that beer. And you've explained this before, but let's let's just say it again for people that may have joined the show recently or missed that episode. Uh, you're not putting citrus in the beer. You're not putting, you know, pineapple in the beer. You're not, you're, you're not doing these things. That's the hops bring out these flavors. And it is it certain hops make certain flavors, or is it how he brews the beer that makes them that flavor? It's a little bit of both. When you get when you're getting that much flavor out of out of a, out of these type of hops, it's it's a sign of a very talented brewer. Um, so it's both the hops you use and the techniques you use. In this particular case. Uh, these hops are used throughout the brewing process. How you get all that aroma, though, is because he's dry hopping post-fermentation. So after the yeast does all the heavy lifting of converting those sugars into alcohol, you then, and, but the beer's still in the fermenter, you then will add more hops into the fermenter, this case citron mosaic, and instead of the yeast scrubbing some of those, some of those flavors and some of, the, some of that aroma out of the hops, it just, it'll... It sits in the tank for a little bit, and that liquid picks up those notes. What you think of Picnic in the Park? That was a fun event that I know even the village wasn't sure how many people are going to show up to it. Some of the food trucks didn't come because they wanted a guarantee. They'll be there next year. They were lined up for the thing. You were pouring beer. You saw the crowd. You saw the ambiance out there. You saw the vibe. What did you think of that in that park, Klein Park or Circle Park, depending on what people call it, right there in the middle of the neighborhood in the uh, southwest quadrant, was hopping that night? It was Yeah, it was a great crowd and a great night. But By the way, is it, what do, I know it's called Klein Park. Klein is the current name. But it was originally called Circle Park. 
Some people don't like to let go. You know, you have people that walk into your place and still want a Miller Lite. And you go, what? Like, that's what that's Circle Park. It should be called Klein. Well, I only go to Comiskey Park and Circle Park. I, <laughs> I, no, somebody said it's a Klein Park. And I'm like, where the hell is Klein Park? I didn't even heard of it before. I feel bad for the Kleins. Yeah. <laughs> Who are the Kleins? I don't know. But uh, there's got to be a Klein out there somewhere. And it hurts them every time somebody calls it Circle. My apologies to Mr. and Mrs. Klein. It, hey, it was, a great, it was a great event. Mayor Burke asked us if we can come out. And uh, pour some beer. So we did. We we poured samples of Delirio, Delirio as a matter of fact. And um, Beverly Records was spinning spinning vinyl, and it was just a, it was a great crowd. And once again, Evergreen Park community, fantastic people, and they support their small small local businesses. It was great. Well, you know what I think is cool is that like you're standing there in the EP. I mean, of course you're you're outside the EP technically. You're you're over at 109th and Western, but you have so many people that come walking up. And you know everybody. Like you're, you're like a de facto member of Evergreen Park because everybody comes walking over. You had, you're like, hey, have you met this guy? Have you met this this girl over here? Have you, you? People are over there. They're like, this is John. This is my pal. I know John. You've kind of become one of those folks in the in the village. Yeah, it's nice. I know. I know. It, especially at uh, Klein Park last week, I, I knew everybody in there. They were all our customers. So it was nice to be able to. Uh, it was nice to get the invite and then pour some free beer samples for everybody. Did you do a pizza thing with a bunch of little kids yet? I remember hearing that you were going to do that. Did, have you done that yet? We did. It was on Tuesday. Yeah, you did a thing where you you, you had kids come over and learn how to make pizzas. And I thought that was kind of cool. I want to say I saw a social media post with all the kids like lined up looking at the at the brick oven. So I would imagine they just... They just rolled the dough and made the pizza. You didn't have them pushing pizzas into the brick fire oven, did you? No, my the insurance company wouldn't wouldn't have liked that. Well, we uh, well we, we do this every once in a while. We call them junior pizza pizza chef training classes, and um, we have all the kids sit at the tables up front. We bring out dough, sauce, cheese. They make their they roll the dough. They make their pies. They hand the pies off to Chef Megan, and Megan cooks them, brings them back out, and then the kids get to eat uh, what they made. Now, they did a pretty good job. The presentation on some of these was a little rough. I wouldn't. I, Some kid put way too much of something on their pizza, right? I mean, like, what, what's the most common thing that kids do? Like, overload on toppings? Well, they're, they're odd-shaped pizzas. Some of them aren't necessarily shaped like circles. They're, they look more like... This one looks like Italy. Yeah, they, they look like other things than pizzas. Uh, uh, but we, we do this, you know, maybe every other month or so. Par- the parents come out and have a couple beers while the kid's making their, making their pie, and it's a lot of fun. We did it on Tuesday, and... Um, these things sell out when we when we when we do these, and we, we actually have another one next week. We we did two of them this month, uh, right before everyone went back to school. How is the brewery dog uh, faring? Is she big now? Ruby is now five months old. When we brought her home, she was 15 pounds, and we had her weighed last week, and she's almost 70 pounds. She the, the it's insane. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane how fast these dogs. These, these, so she's going an, from a toddler to a teen, right? So Ruby's an English Mastiff, and um, her mom weighed her mom weighed 185 pounds, and her dad weighed like 210 or 205. So she's going to be a big dog. She's here with me a lot. She's not here today, but she does come most days. She's coming out of the puppy phase now, so she's spending more and more time with me. Uh, she's riding with me in the truck. I mean, it's completely ridiculous driving this truck with a dog in in the front seat of it. Sometimes smoking a cigar. Looks a little silly, but this is how I've chose to live my life. Beer, pizzas, a giant dog, 
He won a trophy. He doesn't even know why. Can, can you ask Mayor Burke why we got a trophy? I, I don't know why we got a trophy. She probably doesn't know why you got a trophy. She probably knows why we got a trophy. No, she's probably like, wait a minute, we have an entire department that hands out trophies? Who paid for these things? It's the Evergreen Park <laughs> Trophy Department. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you, Evergreen Park, for the trophy. 109th and Western. Get out and see Open Outcry. Have some delicious beer. Eat some pizza. Look for the dog. It doesn't come into the brewery, but, like, you know, might be lingering around on the outside, on the outskirts. You see Jack. John Ask, I think he'll show the dog off to you, and uh, some great beers that are on tap and coming up very soon. Dog petting area is in the lawn in front of the office, off the alley. There you go. Go into the alley and pet a dog. That doesn't sound creepy at all. <laughs> Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement, broadcast, basement, the Nudie's Basement, the Broad Basement. Lancha. The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at the eppodcast.com.